Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have an extraordinary guest with us today. She has spent the last 12 years teaching people how to monetize their personal brand. And whether you are within a company or outside of a company, either way, you need to do that. And she focuses on helping online entrepreneurs become investors. She's an angel investor, real estate investor, and founder of the Crafted, which is an entrepreneurial show. So this is going to be fun to talk about all this as the inspirational icon for families seeking financial freedom, asset wealth generation, and really multi-generational wealth. She is out there to shatter society's addiction to a paycheck which there's a lot of that, whether, as I mentioned, within a company or out, there's ways to boost that paycheck. We're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. She's the author of What Do You Really Want? Seven Questions to Unlock Abundance, Meaning and Connection. So welcome, Kayla Craft. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I am so excited to be here and talk all the things. Okay, well, we're going to jump right into it here. She is uh, wonderful. And Kayla, we've had a little chance to uh, visit beforehand. It was a lot of fun. Tell us about your background, including any turning points in your life. Yeah. Especially that's had a significant impact on what you're doing. Right. So I was an ER nurse, and I think it's important for people to understand why I became an ER nurse. I was raised by a single mom. And she was a hairstylist, so she would work long hours just to pay the bills. And I really wanted a job that was secure because there was so much instability in my childhood. And so I had heard that there was a nursing shortage when I was in junior high. I said, okay, I'm going to be a nurse. And I went to a special high school that helped me become a nurse at a very young age. So by the time I was 21, I was a charge nurse in our local ER. and. I loved it. I loved leading people until I had my first son. I was 23 years old and I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't like working such long shifts. And so I just started to dabble in network marketing and I was able to create some real success. And I stayed on as a nurse. This is crazy. I stayed on as a nurse for a while, ended up doing like surgical nursing and stuff like that. That was easier to work with growing a family. I was doing all this stuff, but 
I really wanted to work for myself. And so I went all in on my own brand by the time I was 26. You know, I've been coaching people ever since, helping them really get whatever it is that they want in their life, whether it's a promotion at their job or, you know, to increase their commission that they're getting in their sales position, or if it is to start their own business, whatever that is, let's get clear on it and let's take the steps to make it happen. Well, that's quite a background. And, you know, I understand that you're, you grew up with your father in prison. So how did that shape your pathway forward in life? Well, it caused issues, but some of those things ended up being good. One of the things that it did was it caused me to become very independent and have thick skin. And when you're in sales, you need that thick skin because you're going to hear no a lot. So I think when I got into sales, it was the no's didn't affect me like it affected a lot of people around me. People gave up very quickly. And I was just like, what? I don't care if that person goes to me. I'm going to keep going. Probably because I had been abandoned by the number one you know, person in my life at a young age. And so I was like, what's new? <laughs> Which it's kind of sick saying it like that, but hey, it worked for me. And then on the flip side of that, the thing that kind of messed me up was I had a really hard time trusting people. You know, if you're going to be successful and you're going to be happy in life, you've kind of got to learn to let some people in, not everybody, but you've got to let some people in and trust them that they're going to help you, that they're going to support you to help you get to where you want to go, whether that's your boss or the team that you're building around you and your company. You've got to have a level of trust because you know, I really believe, you know, 12 years into this, that without my team, I would be, I would be nowhere. I have to have amazing people around me. And so I I had to learn to build up the trust muscle. It's taken a lot of inner work. I talk about that in the book because little Kayla, I talk about the inner child and little Kayla is still, she'll come up from time to time. And she's like trying to make up all sorts of stories about people and why they're not trustworthy. But I kind of live by the motto now. I, I keep people at an arm's distance, you know, until they, they get to work their way in by proving that they're trustworthy. That's kind of how I live my life. Hmm. Okay. So what have you found the best way to bridge across those past experiences? And what's the best way to build trust with people? I personally believe that you can't like, if I just meet somebody right now and maybe they're a new employee on staff, I'm not going to give them the keys to the kingdom of coming inside of Kayla's world right away. I'm going to give them little things that they need to do to prove that they're trustworthy. So are they going to follow through on what they said they were going to do? All right. Are they a person that follows through? That's huge for me. If you're a person that follows through, you're going to get closer. You're going to get closer. (laughs) And as you do what you say you're going to do, I'm going to give you more access to things that we have going on and, you know, opportunities that are available to you. But it's all proven on like, do they follow through on their word? So I think that's really big. A lot of people don't follow through on their word. And if you're experiencing that a lot in your life, sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say, do I follow through? When I say I'm going to do something, do I do it? Because usually the people who are showing up in your life are a reflection of who you are. And you've got to take radical responsibility for who you've been and how you've been showing up in your life. And if you go, oh, you know, I haven't been a person that's followed through very much 
what is one small commitment you can make to yourself today that you know you're going to follow through on? And can you do it again tomorrow? Because those, those little small commitments to yourself, they will help you build trust within yourself, which helps you trust other people. When you trust yourself fully, you're, you're able to go, okay, I'm going to trust that person as well. But most of us struggle with trusting because we're not doing the things that we know we want to be doing and that we need to be doing. Yeah. Kayla and I had the opportunity to discuss becoming your best. She has the spirit of becoming your best. It's a wonderful spirit. And one of those 12 principles of becoming your best of highly successful leaders is building and maintaining trust. So I love the fact that what you're talking about is that this is a deliberate decision by a leader to do things that kind of moves that trust needle up to full, but it also sets the model of what you expect from others. What have you found is the best way to create a culture of trust within your team and organization? Well, as a leader, you have to do the things that you said you were going to do. And I remember when I first started my company, it was like seven, eight years ago, I was so excited. We get that way. We get so excited. And I would overshare all the things I wanted to do and all the bonuses I wanted to give, you know, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't actually do that. I mean, I have to run a company, you know, and people would be like, well, you said I'm like, oh, so now I'm very careful. I have, that's why I have my employee handbook and <laughs> we follow the structure in there. But I think that a lot of times leaders can get overly excited, especially in the beginning. And I see it happen with my clients a lot. We have to, you know, not be sharing those types of things unless we're willing to actually do the do and follow through on that. So I think that's number one as a leader. You've got to always go first. You're paving the path. You're the model for how everybody else shows up. And so be a person of your word. Always do the right thing when nobody's looking. And that's how the culture is created. It's, it's what you're doing in silence. Sometimes it, people can feel it. Well, you have made quite a shift, Kayla, of going from being an ER nurse to building your own network marketing business to your own company. And so what had to shift for you to have that kind of success? That's a good question. Number one thing that had to shift for me was I was willing to bet on myself. I remember I was working as a surgical nurse, like I said, and in my network marketing business, I was making multiple, multiple six figures, almost seven figures a year. And I was so afraid. It didn't make sense why I was still getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work. When, and I was pregnant with my third baby. I was like, okay, you can afford to stay home and <laughs> everything's gonna be fine. I was so scared. I was what if that money goes away? What if it goes away and I and the network marketing business is closed down tomorrow? What would I do? And I said, okay, well, I can always go back to work as a nurse. So there's that. Second thing is I could always start my own company. I could go to another network marketing business. And I started to realize there's a lot of options. And the common denominator for my success was me. It's that if I set my mind to do something, I'm going to get it done. I understand sales. I'm a good communicator. You know, I, I had to build up the belief in myself that if everything went away tomorrow, I'm not starting over at zero because I have my experience and I have my skills. And so I learned to, to bet on me 
And I said, okay, we're just going to go for it. We're going to do the thing because at the end of my life, I don't want to live with any regrets. And I think not going all in on my dream was going to be a regret for me. So that's why I decided to you know, make that shift. But it started with learning how to bet on me. Do I really believe in myself at the end of the day that I can accomplish any of my dreams? That's great. And one of the things I like about that is I have all kinds of podcast guests, which is wonderful because you gain all kinds of insights. And I had one about a month ago, and this kind of talks about whether it's an internal entrepreneur or an employee, you could call them whatever you want, or an external entrepreneur like you've been describing, running your own business. But it is this attitude that, you know what, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. I like what you're describing. You take personal responsibility for the success. I think when a person makes that jump, they're going to start gaining experience. They're going to start creating value and making a contribution. And that's how somebody grows within an organization or it's how someone is successful with their own endeavor. What's been your experience with people as they struggle trying to be successful? What are some of the biggest obstacles that you've seen? Number one, I see people spread themselves too thin. We have this people-pleasing tendency. A lot of us struggle with it where we want to say yes to everybody. We don't want to let anybody down. When you're saying yes to everybody, you're saying no to something. It could be you're saying no to your family. You're saying no to that promotion. You're saying no to something that you actually really want. And so you need to say no more often. I think that's really important when you decide that you want to be successful at whatever it is that you're doing. You've got to say no to probably 99% of the opportunities that come your way. Stay in your lane. Get really good at your zone of genius. Be the number one in your category. Like constantly be focused on getting better. That's when actually you create your own opportunities. Let's say you're in a company and you're the best at data collection. Let's say that's your thing. You're good at it. Okay. (laughs) How do I become even better? How do I make sure that like I'm going above and beyond? You're taking the initiative. You're making new reports. You're showing people, oh, wow, your boss is going to go, I didn't even think to even look at that data. And you go, yeah, but look what it's showing us. So you can only do that when you make space in your life and in your career because you've said no to the wrong things that aren't going to actually help you because space will give you clarity to go, okay, what am I not seeing? What is it that's going to help this company grow? And how can I bring that and have a seat at the table? Oh, man, I'll tell you, you get a bravo for that answer. (laughs) I love that. That is great. That's wonderful advice and experience. It is all about becoming your best and translating that into making a best contribution. And that takes work. That's a mindset. But like you said, you also have to develop the skill set where they come together and have a mind that's all engaged and saying, how do I make this better than it's ever been? Way to go. Nice answer. (laughs) Thank you. A plus. I pass. Uh, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Way to go, Kayla. Now, you've talked about the little me concept, and you've used it to unleash the potential in others. What is the little me? Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I had 
Well, I'm still working with a client who's very successful in the insurance industry. And he's already, you know, a multimillionaire. He's doing really well. Things in his personal life weren't going so well. And his team's culture was kind of all over the place. The more that we worked with him and I introduced him to the inner child work, he realized that he had been running his company and his marriage from like his past self, from his younger self, making decisions. Number one, you know, making decisions. You, as a CEO, you cannot try to be friends with everybody in your organization. I don't know if you believe that, Steve, but <laughs> you know, you got to have boundaries. You know, you've got to hold people to a high standard because that's the culture of excellence that you're trying to implement. And so when you are constantly accepting people's excuses for bad performance, nobody's, nobody's pushed to grow. And then it becomes, you know, a culture of kind of laziness and complacency, which you're going to get stuck at a certain income, a certain amount of clients. It's not good. Anyway, so when we worked with the inner child part of him that wanted everybody to like him, because as a kid, he wasn't picked. He didn't have a lot of friends, you know? He wasn't the popular kid. And the more we worked through that and realized how, oh my gosh, that made him be successful today, he was able to switch and really step into being the CEO of his business and holding boundaries, saying no when he needed to say no, writing people up as needed because that's going to cause growth in their performance. You know, it's either going to make them or break them. Really turned it around for him, but it was a it was, it's a life-changing concept. A lot of people think it's so woo-woo talking about inner child, but what I have people do is just get a picture of yourself as a kid and you can put it next to your computer, you can have it on your phone screen. I talk about this in the book where you're just kind of looking at that little version of yourself and nurturing them so they can not be up here in the headspace while you're working your job, focusing on your marriage, all of the things. It's a really life-changing tool. I love it. Good job. And how important is gaining knowledge and continuing to learn? I think leaders are learners. I always say that leaders are learners. So I give myself a goal of learning something new every single day. And I even instill this in my kids because I want to, I always say, what'd you learn today? What made you laugh today? And really getting them to focus on like, that actually makes life more full when you get to add something, you know? And it's not like, I don't, I don't really care what they learned at school. I, maybe I should care. But I want to focus on them learning outside and reading books that they are interested in. I give myself a goal of doing at least 10 pages a day, but usually I'm reading like two to three books a week because on the weekends. So I'm constantly just adding to me because you are your biggest asset. You are. And so you have control over what you consume. Most people are consuming things that are actually hurting you and harming you. I haven't, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to radio shows. I'm very careful about what I put in my ears and in my eyes because that makes you who you are. And I think that's the one thing that we can control. We really actually can control that. And it'll make you a better, happier person. I have a sense, a feeling that as you continue to have that kind of a dedication to be a learner throughout your whole life, it helps to create a transformation from the little me to being the most successful me. Oh, absolutely. You, you, it builds up your confidence. 
You know, knowledge, people say knowledge isn't power. It absolutely is power. You feel empowered when you know more about situations or your industry. Well, tell us about Take 7. Why did you write it? And what are some things in there that can help people? So step one of Take 7, it's an interesting question. I have to preface this because we can, we live in a society that doesn't like to be negative. We don't want to talk about the negative things. If somebody asks you, how are you? Good, good, good. We're always just trying to be okay and fine. But really, if we ask ourselves step one, it's what's not working for me in my life. And I break our life down just into five simple parts, health, wealth, career, relationships, and spiritual. And if we ask ourselves and we're really honest with ourselves, there's probably something that's not working in every single one of those areas that we can grow in because we're still alive. So we're, we're still meant to grow. We're still meant to challenge ourselves. And so the rule I have around what's not working is you can't go into complaining mode and complaining mode is you're going to list out all the things that are not working for you in your life, but you're not willing to do anything about it. I don't like that energy. So if you do it, you got to state a complaint and a complaint is, Hey, I, don't like that I have no energy when I wake up in the morning. I feel exhausted all the time. It's not working for me in my life. I'm willing to do something about it. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to start eating right. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Whatever it is that the choice you're going to make to do something about it, that's really what Take 7 will do is it'll take you through how to figure out the next best step for getting closer to what you actually want, but it starts with going, what's not working? (laughs) So step one is that. And I talk all the time about how questions create a high quality in our life. If we ask ourselves questions like that, or sometimes we'll find ourselves looking at our life and we'll go, why are things so hard for me? Why am I not getting noticed at work? Why don't I get invited? The why questions, they're so disempowering because that's what a victim says. A victim says it's everybody else's fault that I'm not getting the results that I want in my life. And a victor, or I talk about in the book, I call her your champion self. Your champion self says, hey, if I want to get noticed at work, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? Where do I need to show up? What do I need to learn? Look, these are all questions, very high quality questions that your mind can find the answer to and your mind loves to have the answers, okay? So important. And that's, I think, the shift that a lot of us have to start making is saying, okay, am I thinking like a victim or am I thinking like a champion? Most of us, if we're being honest, we walk around like victims, Because life is always going to be happening. There's always something. And I'm sure, Steve, you experience this running different companies that it doesn't stop. It's not like people become successful and then life becomes easier. I actually think life becomes more complex the more successful you are because you have more moving parts. You You have a lot going on. You have to become the person that can handle all of those moving parts, be a really great decision maker. So... You've got to start really thinking about who is my champion self? What are they accomplishing? How do they show up in a room? Are they bringing energy to a room or are they taking energy from a room, 
right? So that's, I mean, we talk about so many different concepts in the book, but that's one thing I wish that everybody could just take away is knowing you have a choice right now to think like a victim or think like a champion. Oh, what a delightful book. That sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. I'm very proud of it too. I, I wrote it two years ago, actually. So it's funny because I'm already thinking about book number two because I'm like, oh, All now right, that I'm here. talking about it so much. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Well, that's good. Well, good job. As you kind of reflect and think about your career, the experiences that you've had, what are some final tips that you could leave with our listeners today that you think will have really be a great impact for them? Hmm. Okay. It's hard to go, ooh, a couple final tips. But I would say number one is you you really become who you surround yourself with. You need to take an audit of, you know, who are the last five people you texted? Who did you hang out with in the last seven days? Are they winners? You know, are they people that are getting what they want? Or are they kind of people that going with the flow, letting life happen to them? Hey, either one is good. I'm not putting either one of them down. It's just, hey, you look around and say, okay, if I'm hanging out with the people who are kind of just letting life happen to them, going with the flow, complacent, that's who you will be. That's your future. And if you're hanging out with winners, people that don't take no for an answer, they keep going, they're persistent, they're focused on having an impact, there's your future. You're going to be an impact maker because it's contagious, you know? So we have to understand the importance of environment. Environment is stronger than willpower. So you got to put yourself in environments that are going to cause you to grow. I'm assuming if you're listening to Steve's podcast, you want to be your best self. You're somebody who thinks like a champion or wants to think like a champion and you're obsessed with growth. And so you got to be in environments that are going to cause you to grow, challenge yourself constantly. I think that's number one, number one tip I can give. And then number two, it's, I feel like God has everybody on this earth for a certain reason. We all have a purpose and our purpose is so much bigger than ourselves. It's bigger than our happiness. We're here to leave an impact and help other people. And so you've got to have like a clear vision. I think that's so important. And if you don't have a vision for your life, make space to start dreaming again about what your life could be. You know, if you keep listening to Steve's podcast, you read my book, where could your life be in one year today? Like in one year from today, where could your life be? If you don't know your, oh gosh, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Okay. That means that you just need to get out, go for a walk, go sit in nature for a second, be in God's creation and really get still and hear and wow. Okay. Let me dream. It's safe to dream. And then once you get a vision, connect with people like Steve, read his books and start taking action because your vision is, I I think about every single one of us, we all have a vision, but we're just one puzzle piece in God's big puzzle. And if we don't follow through on our vision, there's going to be a missing puzzle piece. How annoying is that? (laughs) It's annoying. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I love doing puzzles. So I love that analogy because you get to the end of it and there's one missing puzzle piece. You're like, wow. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, we all have to do our job. We, we need to follow through on our purpose. It's so important that we have that vision and that we follow through on that vision. 
Well, great, Kayla. And so how can people find out about what you're doing? Well, I, I have a podcast too. It's called The Crafted Entrepreneur. So if you want to listen over there, we talk about a lot of things, money, mindset, and investing, which I think I know there's, you know, intrapreneurs and entrepreneurs that are listening in here. And I think investing is for both. <laughs> so my my motto is always invest early and often. And you got to get educated. Don't just trust somebody else with your money. And so I'm constantly talking about that over on the podcast about just different ideas, hoping to expand people's mindset about all the different creative ways. It's not just the stock market. You know, there are so many other things that you could be doing and you can start with a little or you can start with a lot, uh, but you need to be empowered and you need to be educated about it. So that's what I talk about over on my podcast. You can pick up my book anywhere where you buy books or you can go to kaylacraft.com forward slash book and you can pick up my book and get a couple free goodies as well. You can follow me anywhere that you are on social media. I'm Kayla.craft, C-A-Y-L-A dot C-R-A-F-T. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, this podcast today has been inspirational. It's been so fun having you on today, Kayla. So I appreciate the ideas that you've shared, the spirit in which you've shared them. And we wish you all the best in and the great adventure that you're having. Thank you, Steve. It was so fun being on. And I hope that everybody goes out there and, you know, lives out their champion selves. Well, thank you. And one of the things that Kayla's mentioned while we've had our interview today is uh, hang out with winners. And she said, you know, your listeners are winners. And yes, you are. Oh, man, we are so grateful and privileged to associate with you and the spirit that you bring. And that touches everybody else in in your life. So it's been great being together today. This is Steve Schallenberger signing off, wishing you a great day today and always. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.